0: Welcome, everyone, to the Dynamo Abroad podcast, where we talk about anything and everything Denamo Kiev-related. As usual, I am your host, Alex Lishik, and joining me, or I should say us, from across the Hudson River on the not-quite-as-good side of it is Eric. How's it going, Eric?
1: You know, for as much as I complain about Football Manager... I just thank God that there's a game that allows me to create a completely different reality with Dynamo than what I have to watch on a daily basis. So on a rare occasion, I'm going to say I'm thankful for Football Manager.
0: Uh, And our other host, I don't know if he's going to feel the same way about Football Manager from all the stuff we've heard from him about the game. From, I don't know, Mines to whoever else. Rams, I think, was on that list. Is uh, coming from the good old United Kingdom is Dima. How's it going, Dima?
2: Yeah, football-wise, obviously not good. Apart from that, I can't complain.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, football-wise, if uh, you want to know what uh, gets us a little bit... What is getting us a little bummed out is uh, Dinamo's two no-loss at the hands of Ingulets Petrova. But before we get into that, we'll go into some actually positive news. Uh, Dinamo and Surkis is actually investing in the club, so... I'll say that again in case you didn't, be, won't believe me, or you misheard me. is actually invested in the club. Uh, he built a new gym at the Danawa training base. Um, it looks pretty okay. It looks good. It actually looks quite modern. It doesn't look like some looks Soviet. Good. It doesn't look like some some Soviet building that was just they just renovated the inside. Um, so and yeah, I, is, I mean yeah, the thing
2: is them. right with with some of these players, you might as well, you might as well make them train on. I don't know, a potato feel and the results will still be the same, you know. But no, the credit credit where credit's due. Um the gym looks good. And I wonder what kind of money laundering was done to finance it.
0: Oh, you're you already know there was probably something about it that Surkis overpaid probably by a hundred thousand Euros just probably. to throw as a backhand deal. Like, I don't know, Windows cost a hundred thousand euros or it instead of costing Thirty
2: thousand. The thing is, right? I I can't remember any news about them ever starting the construction. I maybe maybe I've forgotten. Maybe they did, but I can't. I, no, I don't anything. think they did. So it's pretty pretty out of the blue. I mean, no, it looks good, right? But I mean, like, it's all it's all very well building the gym, but when those are the players you're training, right? Yeah, <laughs> like I said, might as well have one of those Soviet outdoor gyms, you know, with like the. Rusty metal equipment and is still oh, like like like
0: in the middle like in the middle of the old blocks when they had the, like the parking lot and like that like, just bit of
2: grass exactly exactly well yeah, it fairly was grass most of the time it was concrete um but I mean that's the kind of gym that these some of these players deserve but I think we'll get into it.
0: Yeah, uh, so I I think that's a a good segue to hop straight into it. Dinamo dropping uh, the first game of the spring half of the season 2-0 to Nkules Petrova. Yeah, Eric shaking his head, and I'm not going to lie. If you didn't watch this game and you're finding out Dinamo lose 2-0, I think you could figure how this game went. Eric, do you want to start us up on how this game went? Yeah, I mean,
1: I only got to watch the first half, which I'm actually very glad I only got to watch the first half. I also like feel like I need to profusely apologize to my girlfriend for subjecting her to a Denamo match, and this is the first match that she's ever watched. But um I mean, it's just more of the same. It yeah. really is. It's just it's more of the same. And you you take a look at Denamo's run in matches up until this uh match and they were unbeaten in i believe it was like seven matches so they beat teams like chordon moritz olexandria uh they beat in hollets uh Veres, metalist and then drew against uh metalist 1925 and then kolos and i know this is the first match back from the winter break and the winner uh winner friendlies were not great um but i mean this is a relegation side there's a relegation Uh, zone team I mean this is a team that we thumped not not that long ago 5-0 to win the Ukrainian Premier League on a treble uh, winning season really what I saw from this match in my limited tactical knowledge just from what I saw were number one our double pivot and our defense were so far from our attackers. So we had like our attacking midfielder playing like a 4-2-3-1, right? So we had like Kabayev Vanat, Bulyalski, and Voloshin were all so high up the pitch. Sidorchuk and Shepeliev were back. And then we had Dubinchak and Karavaev kind of supporting the double pivot, but there was nowhere to go like through the middle. We just had to play out like out through the flanks and like we did nothing. Like it just kind of fizzled out on the flanks the entire time. I do have to give Inhulet's credit because they were very compact. They sat back and they made life very difficult for us. It was very difficult to play through them. And then we left ourselves very exposed on the counterattack. Eventually, Sidorchuk and Shepelev would work their way up. And the only players that were back were our two center backs. And I still think that we need a more – we need – Sidrochuk is a defensive minded midfielder, but we need them to hold their position in front of the center backs because we're just too exposed on counterattacks. And we saw that on both goals. And I just wanted to say I don't remember if I fully detailed this on the last episode, but Sitalo scored a goal literally identical to this when he played for Olexandria, where there was a long ball played to him. He won it, laid it off to a supporting attacker, and they scored against us and it was literally the same thing and we continue to struggle as i've said for a very long time we struggle with any type of a forward let's be honest but we struggle with these big physical target men style forwards who just outmuscle our defenders and it's exactly what happened laid it off to a supporting attacker who then uh, supporting attacker who then buried it and it's just like it wasn't a foul i think it, it i don't think it was Popov, was it? I don't think it was. It was Popov. Was it him who got okay. I mean I I it may have been him. Either way, just got out muscled and bullied off the ball. And that's just not okay. Yeah. And like I said, I just think that we're in attack, we're too disjointed. We're not I don't know. We don't have we don't have good passing angles. Um and just there's just such a degree of separation between defensive midfield as well as our attackers and and then eventually we just commit too many players forward that were so exposed on the counter and that is what happened i'm 99% sure that the second goal as well was also a counter attack as uh, yeah. too
0: cuz was the second one where it went off of the the guy's knee it was like like right? his knee yeah it yeah, was like his yeah. knee mm-hmm. yeah yeah cuz i yeah I, we'll, we'll get into the specific this, uh, defending on that uh on that play in a bit when we do the player ratings, but uh, Dima real quick. Um, I know this is a, speaking very hypothetical, but was this a sackable result for I, He's he's Obviously he's not going to get sacked, but is it of that level where it'd be this one result could, is it sackable?
2: The sackable results have been going since early this season, to be honest with you. And um, if we want to go beyond that, then arguably last season as well, but I mean, it's just you know, it's just really, really, really not good enough. You know, from top to bottom, really poor starting lineup. There are there were players in there you know have no no place in this, even on the bench, frankly, let alone in the starting lineup. Poor tactics, poor substitutions, poor, just poor everything. You know, poor full stop, like like Eric would say to make fun of me, but. The thing is, I mean, Eric, you know, he predicted the match. To, if you listen to our preview, Eric predicted everything. You know that we're going to struggle against Italo. We're going to struggle on the counter attack, like, and it happened. You know, you know, look, w- watching that game, right? Watching that game, who who was the relegation side really? Like, if you didn't know the two teams and their standings, who would you assume is a relegation side? And you, you know, it's just. I think it's, I think it's time now for some. If 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 this summer, right? If this summer, because let's be honest, there's not even any point talking about the season anymore. Because what is there to to play for? If this summer, um, there isn't a major clear out of at least like five six players and major question. Well, I say this as if they shouldn't have been asked already. The major questions, you know, really have to start getting asked and um. I think it's getting to that point now where we'll get on to this a bit later, but I think it's got to this point now where I think fan action would have to be taken because you know how how long before enough is enough with this? You know how long because the situation. I mean, I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna cover off the pitch stuff, right? I'm not gonna cover it, but just on the pitch. I mean, it's, it's it just makes no sense. You know, I just don't understand this. Players that you know they get chance after chance after chance and they produce nothing. And the thing is, people probably don't even know who I'm talking about because there's so many of those players, right? There's so many of those players that I could be referring to, but it just it just makes no sense. And I mean, I'm just looking at the team, right? What was what was the point of bringing Ramirez back? I mean, he's obviously not going to play. Lucescu never plays play. He never tends to play players who didn't have a pre season, right? So what was the point of bringing this guy back when it's just going to be pretty much everyone except him playing anyway? You know, it's it's just so, so frustrating. I've got to say, you know, the the defence, Bob looked, you know, like an, like an amateur. I mean, Eric, Eric said the physicality, which, you know, he's not wrong, he's not wrong. But the thing is, you don't need physicality if you've got the skill, you've got the technique, you know. Lissandro martinez right i know I know he lost seven 0 a few days ago I mean Komar would love uh would love me mentioning that if if he was here um he's not the biggest guy in the world, right, but he's got skill and these this is something these players just simply don't have I mean Diachuk, we brought him back on loan looked terrible. it looked absolutely terrible this is this really the kind of player that we need to be bringing back I thought you know the other player who we brought back from loan was Volosh. and I mean he he looked you know like Eric said, very isolated, you know because the, 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 there's almost zero support from the midfield to the attack almost zero. I mean he was just kind of running around doing his own thing off the ball because he was not getting it whatsoever and I mean I would sort of understand this understand this if Bujalski actually played as an attacking midfielder, but half the time he's just he's running around like a shadow striker pretty much you know that's the best way i could say it, you know he's not really creating anything it's just like it's like the team do you know how i would put this right it's like the team plays to make bujalski play well not the other way around you know the the team it's not like bujalski plays you know to provide for you know for the attack to create chances it's like to make bujalski play well and fair enough you know when it works it works you know cuz usually i mean he does get a goal or two against these sides. But, you know, questions need to be asked of this because, you know, he gets the odd goal here, but, you know, where, where is he? And uh, I mean, I'm saying it as if it was a serious opponent with all due respect, but, you know, where is he in these kinds of games? You know, it just doesn't work.
0: It, it, and I think the best way to sum up, Dinamo's whatever's going on right now, whether you want to call it a fall from grace, out of form, whatever. Uh the Ukraine roster dropped a couple days ago for the game against England, the qualifiers at the end of this month. And there were three players from the current roster on there. Three. And that was Vitaly boyalsky who okay, probably deserves a call up. Sidorchuk, which probably doesn't even deserve to be in the lineup for Danamo, let alone the Ross, let alone the full squad. And Karavayev, who probably even less so deserves to be in the team than Sidorchuk. And this is coming from a team from 1991 since independence. Have you know seven players from Dynamo were on that World Cup squad in 2006, and that were at Dynamo at the time. Not just play also, not including players who at one point came through Dynamo, like Shachenko and stuff like that. And this so now, and and now we're having three guys being called up to the national team, and two of them don't deserve it.
2: No, that's the thing. I mean, we can't even argue that, that there should be anyone else. Because there isn't. I mean, I I would laugh if anyone else was, would be called into. I mean, take take Kabayev for a minute, right? Can you imagine him him in the national team against England? Come on now, you know it's beyond the joke. I really don't. I just don't understand any of this. I don't understand why these the same exact players, the same exact lineup keeps playing over and over again, failing to produce the goods, and they keep playing over and over again like they're undroppable. Like, well, what's this all about? Yeah. You know why did we why did we buy Paris? I mean, I know I know he he's been injured, but he's he's not been playing anyway, right? He's not been playing anyway. But um, do, but
0: is the t- is Paris the type of player we want to be attracting coming from the Slovenian top no, flight?
2: L- no, listen, listen. No, that's not that's not what I'm saying. I mean, no, that's what I'm saying. Comment. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. The uh, it's a completely strange. I mean, it's a completely strange transfer. It's a completely strange transfer. But I mean, I would rather have him. The lineup I don't even know how good he is because he's been played but I know he won't be any worse than Kabaev I know that for a fact right it just makes no sense you know the same players over and over again and it's just you know there's no bright spark in this team whatsoever you know to Hankov sold you know I mean that's looked to make to have made quite a big impact because you know ghost in big games he did, but you know, these these were his these, you know, this is what he excelled at, you know, in mean Hullet's this was like his, you know, like his bread and butter, you know. And there's no one that looks fit to, you know, to replace him. Um and this is the thing, right? Because I, I mean we're not losing, you know, we didn't lose Lionel Messi, right? This is a player that, you know, he's a good player, but he could, you know, he's not this isn't an impossible player to to replace, right? For me, not at all and uh, what more can I say you know same game in game out and I mean like I said last week you know I've been thinking that this is you know this is an extremely poor squad for months years and it's just come to bite us in the arse you know the worst possible moment so yeah I mean what's what's going to be done about this I don't know but you know Big, big changes need to happen, and they're not going to happen. Frankly, you know the manager. Listen, the less said about the manager, the better. This is the final thing I promise. Final thing we're going to say, right? The manager, he's he's out of ideas, right? He's he's out of ideas. He's got nothing new to give. We've we've seen it all from him, right? Nothing new to give. Same substitutions, same lineups, same tactics, same formation every single time, right? He he's just here to get a paycheck. He's just here to get a paycheck from Sulkis. Nothing else. In his time at the club, has, has he said anything about the level of the players, which is ob, which is to anyone with eyes, it's not good enough. Has he said anything? Has he spoken up about the inadequate youth coaching? Has he no. said? Has he criticised anything whatsoever? No, it's just a yes man, yeah. and these players are the same. You know, they, I remember Sudorchuk's post. If you, I don't know if you guys remember about his his post about the poor season, and it was just like. Oh, I don't even I don't even want to remember what it I don't even want to remember what it what it said to be honest. If if you guys know what I'm referring to. No, I remember, it. yeah,
0: yeah. It was just yeah, maybe like three I, or four weeks ago.
2: And it was just it was just a bunch of excuses. And this is the thing. Everyone here, they won't ever speak up against what's going on at the club. They will never no. say, right, this is our fault. We're to blame for this. No, it's always just gonna be about ba- a bunch of excuses, just like Lucesco after the game. Oh, the 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 referee. The referee, I've never seen such a badly refereed game. It's it's unacceptable. Well, is that performance acceptable then? Yeah. Did, did the referee prevent us from uh, creating clear chances? Did the referee prevent us from simple defend from doing simple defending and not making schoolboy errors, not losing the ball in your 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 own half of the pitch? Was that the referee's fault as well? You know, it's all they're all just they're all just spineless. Yes, man, right? And it's because they know they're not good enough. They know they'll never get this kind of money at any other club because they're all terrible, right? And that's the reality of it. I mean, come on, like oldest listen, well, he gave us one good season. I'll give him that. But to give him that contract, even at the time, I was I was I'll hold my hands up, I'll say, Yeah, I was I supported him back then but I thought at the time you know to give him that long contract it was ridiculous i mean he's the oldest manager in the world and we're giving him a multiple year contract like come on now yep. it's just it's just illogical in every sense of the word but uh when is it going to end but anyway that's enough for me
0: yeah l- l- let's move on to the player ratings real quick and we we'll, we'll, I don't think really we hope we want to go too in depth on these guys cuz not because we shouldn't but i don't know if they all deserve the time to um i'll start with nesh i mean maybe could have done better on the goals i don't really remember having him to make many saves maybe just go for a four out of ten on the he day made,
2: i think he made i think he made one good save but i think he made one pretty bad cock up but he saved it then yeah but, so yeah listen, I, the thing with nesh is right the, the either the goals weren't his fault, but it's like I've been saying, you know, he's a goalkeeper. You want to see him making these, like, like today we saw Trubin, right? We saw, you know, I'm sorry, I don't want to. Listen, I, I don't want. I wish I wasn't doing this. I wish I wasn't praising a wax tap player, but you know, today Trubin makes some good saves, and it was, and it was like it looked like the it was the kind of shots, you know, where you think that the hope is lost and the goalkeeper has no chance, but he saved it, right? This is what this is what a goalkeeper should do, and at the moment, you know, I'm, I'm one of his bigger fans. One of his biggest fans, probably, but at the moment, we're just not seeing it. Like, you know, we, we want to be seeing these saves where, like, it looks like all hope is lost, but he just comes in at the last minute and saves it. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Right now, yeah, it's not happening. So I would agree. For
0: yeah. uh, Eric, you're rating for Katavaev? I don't know. I'm pretty terrible at player ratings. Um, You can't be as bad as the way these guys play, though. Like, six-soles on that.
1: I mean, I don't think anyone really got above a five, in my opinion. So, I don't know, four, maybe? I don't Do know. You... I just thought ev- everyone was subpar. No, everyone. it
2: was poor. It was poor. It was poor. I remember, all I remember was just a bunch of crap passes, inaccurate crosses. It was just, just again,
1: I mean, the tactics didn't help. But it was just very disjointed. No one stepped up. There was no creativity. And just, I don't know, I'd give a four to pretty much everyone. I yeah. guess. I mean, I will say Vanat, Agreed. I thought had a couple decent chances that he, and he created.
2: And he took him up.
1: And he yeah, and he like he actually took on defenders like 1v1, mm-hmm. which like I can't tell you the last time that we saw that. Um he needs to do better with his finishing and with his end product. But I would say he stood out to me as someone just in the first half that I saw who actually was unafraid to take on defenders and, and created a little
0: bit.
2: Mm
1: and actually fas- fashioned some decent chances. So yeah. that that did make me happy, especially yeah. from one of our Youth Academy products and from yeah. one of our young. Yeah, I
0: agree. D- my, uh Diachuk, you want to give a rating for Diachuk?
2: Really, Paul. Really, really, Paul. I mean... Just failed, failed to do the basics, even, you know, failed to do the basics. Um it's debatable whether he was worse as, than Popov, but still really, really poor. Just, you know, getting getting bodied, particularly by Sith or That name keeps coming up, but you know, it was happening, you know, out, you know, out of position, losing his jewels, losing his losing his man. Poor. Can't give him more than a two, three.
0: Yeah, I'll give I'll give Popov a two or three as well because just the defending on that second goal, man, it's just so Like Odaryuk literally does nothing but move in a straight line. Literally does nothing that move in a straight line. And for some reason, Popov just moves away from him. I don't I don't get it. Uh Eric, you want to give a rating for Dubinchuk? Taken off at halftime for Vivcharenko. Four. Eric, uh sorry, Dima, you wanna uh, give one for Chapelyev, Your favorite player of all time? He's that's to Victor Kovalenko. This is,
2: this is the thing, man. Like why is this why is this guy starting? You know, for six years he's done nothing in this club. He hasn't established himself as a starter whatsoever. And he still continues to play week in, week out. I just don't understand. And he lost the ball, didn't he, for the first goal as well. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. But it's not like Dima, there's anyone on the bench who could do better.
2: Yeah, well sorry yeah. again three four i mean like just nothing you know nothing Not, not, not good at anything i don't yeah. I, I don't see i uh, sorry i i remember right i remember i was criticizing in a different in a completely different to, to some people i was criticizing the state of the players and some people were coming back at me like saying like oh but have you seen how good his stats are have you seen like he has got the the highest uh forward pass but no, not forward pass like progressive pass percentage or something like that like watch the plays with your eyes watch the come on, i'm begging yeah. you some fans man some fans deserve this i well, swear you, to god
0: but listen i like that i like that idea the progressive pass but i mean i don't recall you it
2: might not have been it might not have been that even well, just even, a thing.
0: well whatever stat it is um it's not getting us goals or is that helping us take a
2: point? I was like to him, right? So where are these stats today? You know, where yes. where where are these stats? Where where are they? Yeah. Anyway.
0: Uh Sidorchuk will go with a three. Uh Eric, you want to give a rating for buielski
1: Four. I mean, to Dima's point, I mean, I think I understand what you mean by like a shadow striker. Like he just played so high up, like almost again, literally shadowing the striker as is the term for the position but like he just wasn't a creator i mean i don't know it's just like i understand the tactics but i think at some point too just as an athlete in general that you would respond to i don't know like adapt outside of what the tactics are if they're not working and maybe come a little bit deeper to collect the ball and then help drive it forward and again create and things like that but just to try something different Exactly, but it's like not only are there the tactics that are bad, but it's like the players just rigidly to Dima's point, they're just yes men, so yeah. they just rigidly stick to the tactics and cannot do anything outside of that. It's like it a horse with a blinders
2: no It makes no sense. I mean, every single game is the same thing. Like This isn't anything yeah. the teams, Teams, like it's been what? It's been three, it's been nearly three years, which is Teams know how we play. It's, it's like it's like reading a book, you know. It's like reading, read us like a book, because we do the exact same thing every single match. It's no I, wonder. But uh, Boyalski, I'm sorry. Like, I know uh, he's been one of our better plays in the fir- in the last few years. Not that saying much, but. Uh, uh know, Dima, I, so, I just don't. Sorry, just just you one off on I think you know the best way to say it is I don't think Bujalski would be a standout player at any serious club, unfortunately. And that's the harsh reality of it. Uh
0: Dima, a rating for Kabayev.
2: Poor, really, really poor. Yet again, yet again, just nothing. Not, not, not taking players on. Not, not making good shots. Not making good passes. Not fast. I, I have no idea what's why this guy was signed up. What's good about him? Or, or the main question: why he's playing? But, and and by the way, this is the this is. I think he's even worse. Than Hladki for number seven. I think he's beaten the record. Hladki's record for the number worst number seven, worst player to wear the number seven for Dynamo.
0: Listen, at least Hladki had the odd assist that helped us actually pick up some wins.
2: No, it's, it's a joke. I, I, what, what what does this guy have? Luchesko's nudes or something? Like why does he keep starting game in game out? Sorry, three once again nothing terrible. Yeah.
0: Uh, Voloshin, I'm going to give a four I think he's only getting a four just because I feel a little bad for him because I think they didn't really put him in the best position to succeed uh, and Eric just finish up with uh, Vanat.
1: I'll give him a five Yeah, just because I think I mean again I, I can't really give him higher than that and I don't want to fault him too much but at the same time ultimately he didn't do any he didn't really do much There were a few chances I thought he could have done better with and could have finished. Um, But at the same time, he was the only player willing to try and create as well as to take on defenders, like I just said. Um, He just needs a little more support. Um, So I'll give him a five. But definitely definitely promising if you can take anything good away from this match. Uh, Uh, That was at least good to see.
0: Yeah, and uh, we're not going to get into the subs because the subs pretty much, besides Benito and Seretka, who came on with not enough time to go. Uh, Guys, just in one word or one number, I guess, uh, Ray Luchescu's performance on the day. Eric, you can go first. Uh... I'm going to have to say uh,
1: two. Um, he's, Generous. I mean, I don't even know if, yeah, maybe I couldn't even give him that, but I mean, uh, probably a zero, if I'm being honest, like, just like, I don't know. I, I honestly think it might even be better if he didn't, if he wasn't on the touchline.
2: Uh, Dima, what's the
0: number you give Luchesko
2: on uh, the you, day? You can't, you can't give more than a zero because we're, we're at this point, right? We're at this point where we lose 2-0 to in the late. And it's almost like not that people are expecting it, but people are just it happened and people are like, you know, so what? You know, so what? There's just no hope. And you know, I'm not saying it's all his I'm not saying it's all his fault, but he's definitely part of the problem. And he's got he's got to go, you know, the sooner the possible the sooner the better. But you know, saying that, I don't think with, with surkis in charge and interfering every tiny aspect of the club without anyone challenging him then no manager would su- succeed at this club you know everyone's set up, set up to fail um but yeah on the day it's a zero like i said poor tactics poor lineup poor substitutions yeah what more can i say so
0: on a day where dynamo lose 2-0 to ingles Petrova. Uh, leaves them in fourth place, six points behind second place Waxtap, six points behind top of the table Dipro Odin, who both have a game at hand, and one point behind Zoria Luhansk, who are in third. And when was the last time uh, Denama finished fourth? I can't remember. Can, can anyone remind me?
2: The That legendary 13 14 season. Mm-hmm.
0: With Oleg blocking in charge, then I'm gonna finish fourth, and that's the same direction we're heading this year. No, no,
2: no, 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 no. Because listen, then yes, I know I know the manager was about as useful as uh oh, I don't know. I can't even be bothered to think chocolate
0: teapot. Chocolate, teapot. chocolate teapot.
2: Chocolate <laughs> teapot. As a handbrake on a canoe. But the thing is, right, at least at least we at least we had the players then, right? We had the players then. And that showed in the next season when we when we convincingly won the league. Right now, can you imagine? Right, we we get a new manager. Do you think these clowns can win the league next year? Are you are, are, you, are you
0: are you trying to tell me Vladislav Kavvayev isn't on the same level as Jeremy right. Lenz? How honestly, dare you, Dima? Honestly. How dare you?
2: Honestly, right? Um, so I mean.
0: I mean, listen. We have it's good to look forward to the next week. We play on Sunday, uh, one o'clock kickoff in Kiev local time. Or I think they're playing in Ujaraad the game technically against top of the table Nipraladin. So what could go wrong? Uh,
1: I mean, I don't. I don't like our chances in this match. If I'm being completely honest, but the only thing that we can say coming into this um, is. Um, Dniproldin, as of right now, are not on the best run of form. Again, and I'm kind of grasping at straws with this, but um, they were defeated by Krivbas right before um, the winter break. Mm-hmm. Before the return to the Ukrainian Premier League, they were bounced from uh, the Conference League by Larnaka, mm-hmm. who has kind of been a Ukrainian bogey team because they actually eliminated uh Niprol Din at the beginning of the season for yep. Europa League qualifying. Then they then they beat Dinamo in the group stages of the Europa League.
0: Yep. Match Day right? one.
1: Right. And then now they came back and beat Dnipro Din again by an aggregate score of one to nil and knocked them out of Europa Conference League. Um so a bit of a Ukrainian bogey team. Uh but along with that like I said they lost to the Kribbas. They were knocked out of Europa League Con- or the Europa Conference League by Larnaca. And then they recently drew against Alexandria And Alexandria are not having a, a bad season by any means. Um, they're currently in fifth, I believe. So, again, yes. they're literally four points behind Dynamo at the moment. Um, but probably a match that Dniproldin should be winning on paper. Um, so... But well, then again, it, like like I said, that momentum kind of goes out the window because Dinamo lost to Ian Hulets, so that, that's kind of a baseless argument yeah. when when we don't really have momentum coming into this, so we'll see, but I'm not feeling optimistic about it.
0: Uh, Dima, you want to add any thoughts uh, to Eric's point, sir?
2: No, nothing to add. I mean, we, we might get a result, but I mean, this season, there's just nothing indicating to me that I should be confident of getting a result whatsoever, and I mean, the thing is right. the thing that I'm more curious is how many of the players that started against ininha would also start against um against niproden because I mean vanat okay I would I would say he deserves he he, he wasn't that bad. Na our hands are kind of tied and other than that maybe, maybe you could save Voloshin. and. Could get another crack at it because he didn't really get much of a chance from the other players. But I mean, if I see more than three players from that same lineup, I'm going to be really, really annoyed. Yeah, and, it's um, it, it's the it's, thing it's... is the thing is right. We both know that it, it probably will happen.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: It's probably going to happen.
0: Uh, you guys want to give a prediction for Sunday's game?
2: Oh well, we've seen what what happens to our predictions. Last week, I uh, mean, I can't, I can't, I can't see us. I can't see us be with with this form, with these players, with how it's going. Like the the mentality, the level of motivation. I can't see it happening. So I think Nipro going to win. I don't know how much. I don't know how much, but
0: so so Dima know, really so Dima predicts a Nipro win. Eric, you want to give us a score prediction?
1: Um. Yeah, I'm going to say it's going to be similar to the first match that we played them in, which I believe was 3-0. Yep. So, I'm going to say 3-0 Dnipro.
2: Oh, God. Uh, I, I disagree. That's a sad thing.
0: I'm going to go 2-1 Dnipro. Maybe we find a way to get a stupid goal somewhere off a set piece or whatever, but I just don't think we're going to be good. Like If we struggled with Citalo, our defenders are Usitalo, there's no way they're gonna have, stand a chance against Dobik. That's all I'm gonna say right there.
2: We didn't Diachuk take a free kick or something. He did. Well, these are the kinds of players that we have on set pieces. How the fuck are we gonna score off a set piece when we have Diachuk taking them? Yeah. No, exactly. <laughs> it's gonna be Diachuk or Shepiliv on set pieces. And the uh, short
0: corners, and the short corners. The, the
2: the more I think about it, the more my head starts to hurt. So enough from me.
0: So Denamo are probably in the worst state they've been since the founding in 1927. I think we could agree with that. Definitely since the 60s, since Denamo won their first title. Where do we as Denamo fans go from here? Eric, you want to start off?
1: Yeah, so there's a really interesting question from at Angry Phil, who I know is a a big Denamo fan and a and a listener of the podcast, which we really appreciate. So we appreciate very much the question. And this is a really good one, basically saying, and I'll kind of sum it up because it's part of a longer thread, but basically if there's a club that you've grown up supporting your entire life and, you know, at this point, the club, and obviously this is going to be related to Dinamo, but the, the club isn't the club that it was from your childhood, you know, whether that's scouting, um, the players the coaching the ownership a combination of all of them and it's just a pretty dismal dreary situation that just doesn't seem like it's ever going to improve do you stay on loyally or do you walk away and just say i, I can't support this anymore i don't support this anymore and walk away so I think that's a fascinating question and I will preface this by saying that there is no right answer to this and whatever you decide at the end of the day and I'd be curious to hear an opposing viewpoint to mine, but at the end of the day, whatever you decide that that's your decision own it and there's nothing wrong with either one with either one, I would say answering it from my opinion to me it's like until death do us part. Um you know there's a famous quote by Cantona where he's like you can change your wife your politics your religion but you can never change your famous or your favorite football club so for me the players the coaching the scouting that I, that i suffer through like if dinamo got relegated next in in a future season god forbid although that might at this point to Dima's point we do look like a relocation side. But if that were to happen, my support for Denamo isn't going anywhere. I'm not saying I'm going, to, I'm going to be happy about it, but it's not going anywhere. I would say more so what I could understand is the ownership piece with corrupt ownership and, you know, questionable political leanings, especially with what's going on right now. Like That I could understand. But to me still, like, that's not the club. The club is like, I don't know, a, a much bigger, almost like an idea For if I'm describing this right, and I just take a look back at like Dynamo's history and the club that Dynamo has been for most of their history, Ukraine's club, the most successful club of the Soviet League, winners of multiple European uh, cups. And I don't know, there's just just so much that I love about Dynamo. And plus two, like another argument that I would say is like if a new owner were to come in next season, which I know isn't going to happen, but let's say that you know, they come in next season and they start working on changes, right? They start pumping in money. We start getting better scouting, better coaches, then performances start improving and we start taking over the Premier League. Then do you flip-flop back? So then to me, it just kind of feels like you just want to support a winning team, right? And again, nothing wrong with that. That's just my opinion on it. So for me, like, the only thing that I could say that would make me not a Denamo supporter is if they folded and something like the Niprol Din situation happened with yeah. some new club that allegedly was taking the place of Denamo and pretending to be the new Denamo, that I wouldn't be on board with. Unfortunately, my club would have folded at that point, and that is what it is.
0: Yeah.
1: But for me, it's just like again, it's difficult. And as everyone can hear from our podcast we're not happy with it. And yeah. this is kind of like our weekly gripe session. But <laughs> yeah. But so, like but like for me it's it's always denamo. Yeah. Like it's, I,
0: it's 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 always denamo. I, I I mean I just want to kind of go on the back of that Eric because like I think I think you bring up a good point because you know if Denamo do get a new ownership next year, you know, and they start turning things around, I'm not even saying winning trophies, just act like a competent organization. Yeah. You know, even that alone would be good enough what i would say is i don't think there's anything wrong with taking a break or just choosing not to engage in because also it's not uncommon you've seen different fan groups it could be in other parts of the world but i just know in europe particularly due to ownership issues and stuff like that that will choose not to go to the stadium you know i don't want to confuse any situations here but i think cesca sofia had something similar you know, where there was issues with the naming rights. that, So they would just refuse to show up. I think what I would recommend just I would just not pay attention and almost take a break for a while. That would be my recommendation, because that way you give yourself a bit of peace of mind where you're not bothered by this garbage every week. But then when stuff starts to turn up, uh, turn for the better, it's easier to get back into it. So that's what I would say. I don't think there's anything wrong with taking a break and saying, like, listen. I love these guys, but right now, and I'm going to be honest, none of this team really deserve our time at this minute. We, we could to be like, I don't think they deserve to be even have their games televised, let alone anyone watching them, you know, but I would say that would probably be my recommendation. Just maybe check the odds score, just check with the scores, but. Don't be bothered with reading articles or watching the games. Just kind of almost take a complete detox away, because at least that way, when when it gets better, because it will get better, um, you know, you, to have a rainbow, you need a little bit of rain, right? Uh, so when it does get better, it's at least easier for you to come back in. It's much better to come back in a more positive situation than a, a negative one. Did uh? Do you just
1: quote Dolly Parton?
0: Uh, I don't know, but I actually heard that first from, uh, Mike Ditka. So maybe he quoted Dolly Parton, so.
1: Is that, oh, is that, why am I
0: thinking that's a Dolly Parton It it honestly might be. And now I'm going to, now I'm going to have to Google it. Eric's showing
2: his love for country music once again.
0: (laughs) Or his age.
1: That's, that's right. That's right. That is, that's not wrong. All right. Well, I'm looking up the source of this quote. Let's, uh. Let's get Dima's opinion on this question.
2: Yeah, I mean, listen, it, it depends on what you mean, really, by stop supporting. If you take a little break from watching the games, um, or good, well, you can't visit games right now, of course, and, you know, that, you know, I can't blame anyone for doing that, right? Um, If by stop supporting, you mean, like, move on to another club, then that's, you know, it's not illegal to do it, but, I mean, that's just plastic behaviour, isn't it? But you know a club is there you know you're, you're there to you know as a fan you're there to support the club you know through through thick and thin you know through god that was a, that was cringe um you so you're there to support the the club you know when they're good and you're there to support them when when they're bad i mean right now dinamo are dreadful um no question about that and right now you know of course i still support dinamo right i still i want us to win games um but I don't support the ownership of the club. I don't support the the management. I don't, I, I'm starting to, you know, it's it's to that point now, right, where I don't support the players because they're all useless. They're all useless. They're not fit to wear the shirt. And, you know, for me, you know, I can't support the players because they're not, they shouldn't be here. They're not good enough to be here. Right, but I still support the club and I want the best for, for, for the clubs around. Now. What I'm supporting is for, everyone involved in creating this mess for them to go as soon as possible that's what i'm supporting of course i still want us to win games miraculously because i mean right now it's just uh, even uh, even even winning to be honest it's it, not not an achievement but y- you know it looks unlikely at times to be honest but yeah but overall you know as, i mean as a fan i think you know like alex said uh to me previously as well like you can't just you know pick and choose when you support depending on how good the team is you can't just support a winning team like Eric said well you can of course that's that's your choice but for for me that's 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 not for me um but anyway can you really blame anyone right now for like taking a break because you know with everything that's going on I mean can anyone say that Dinamo is a bright spot for them no not a chance in hell right right now you know watching it watching Dinamo feel like a chore you know, it feels like it's not something like Guinea wants to do. It's something that they feel like they need to do. That they're obliged to do because they're fans and that for that, you know, respect. Respect to people, even even if you don't always agree with some of those fans, um, respect to them.
0: Yeah. And real quick, I just want to get an update on this quote. So apparently it was said by Augustus and, and Dolly Parton. So, so yeah.
1: Yeah. So I had the Dolly Parton quote as the way I see it. If you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain.
0: Yeah. And then the Augustus one, the Roman military and statesman said, if you want a rainbow, you have to deal with the rain. Uh, so yeah. Um, yeah. So we're going to leave that at that. Um So I'm going to ask you guys one last question before we wrap up today's show. What can we as fans do? You know, obviously, right now, football is probably towards the back end of priorities going on in Ukraine due to the war. Uh, But is there something at some point the fans can do? Do do they even just go full on Bastille moment and just, you know, almost a revolution? Do
1: you say full on Bastille moment?
0: I did say that.
1: Okay. Okay. Yes, yes and... I, I I think they should storm Denamo <laughs> HQ. <laughs> yeah, Concha Yeah.
2: The thing is, right, it's really debatable But you know, Ukrainians have overthrown a dictator before. So mm-hmm. Sorkis, that half-wit known as Igor Sorkis, Sorkis is not um, above that. But, you know, I think, you know, under normal circumstances, I think, you know, I think it would well have been time for mass fan action. You know, uh this this season this season, right? I chose to not buy the kits. I chose to not buy the kits because I don't want any I don't want my money going to this to the circus, Right. I don't want to, I don't want any money. So I think you know that would be that would be part of it. I think uh what I'm thinking about, right, is do, do you guys remember when Arsene Wenger, when it was like the latter years of his latter years of his uh of his uh reign at Arsenal? And there were you know there was constant fan banners at the games there was Mm -hmm. constant fan marches fan chants and you know under normal circumstances you know mass demonstrations right now it's not possible but i think under normal circumstances i think you know i I think those would well have been it might well have been time for those yeah because you know this can't this can't continue this can't this can't keep going do
1: you imagine if he came to coach the (laughs) (laughs) Oh, so
2: Wenger. <laughs> Wenger. Oh,
0: Venger, oh, God
2: my goodness <laughs> is he still younger than lucesco I feel like he's still younger no I
0: think he's like wait how old is lucesco is he like 80 or like 75
2: nah, he's not 80. um Eric do you want to add,
0: uh, add any you want any Luchesko, uh, those... sorry Lucesco oh, is
2: 77.
0: Oh, so I think Arsene Wenger just older than him. No, Wenger Wenger seventy-three. 73. He's seventy-three.
2: Oh my <laughs> so he god, getting a younger manager than Arsene Wenger.
1: Oh my god, and and one that would whip this Denamo team into shape. Oh, for
0: sure, for sure. Um, Eric, do you want to add any uh thoughts to what Dima said?
1: Um. I mean, I don't know. I hate giving money to Surkis, but this season has the sash in their kit, which I'm a huge fan of. So at some point, I'm probably going to get it.
2: Um, and, and listen, I'm broke as hell anyway, so I can't.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. I forgot. I forgot to give you your allowance this month. I'll make sure I send oh, it over.
2: There we go. There we <laughs> go. <laughs> no, listen, but, it's, it's fair enough, but that's just one of the ways. And, you know, without mass. Without mass action taken, it's useless anyway. You know,
1: I I, I agree. I agree. In, in either way, Surikius isn't gonna do anything anyway. So it's no, kind no. of all futile at the end of the day.
0: I, I think you. okay, I'm not trying to say this, you know, to to take away from the situation with what's going on with the workers, like I said, football and particularly Denamo. This is probably towards the back end of stuff. But honestly, I think the only way realistically at what's going on now is that they find some trumped-up charge against Surkis and gets the club taken away from him at that rate. Because there's the rumors about the nationalization just a couple months back. So I think it would probably – um, while this, all this stuff is going on, while the war is going on, that's probably the only way I could see anything happening. But like I said, that's probably what, out of 100 priorities, that's 101st right now.
2: 100%, yeah. Yeah. 100%. Right.
0: Any last minute thoughts, guys, before we wrap
2: up today? No, I think that's our best hope, to be honest. The club yeah. being forcibly be taken away because it's not looking like... It's not looking likely, may- really, is it, that he's yeah. going to sell.
0: Yeah, maybe. May- how much did he... Didn't a couple of years back he said how much he would sell for? Didn't he give a number?
2: Well, whatever that number was, it's going to be a lot lower now. Uh,
0: well, we'll have to find this, but yeah. Listen, maybe we could get the dream the dream team of the Klitschko brothers and Shevchenko together and uh, they'll... They, we get to see... You know those guys do something, or maybe someone else. Maybe maybe we get an owner, owner from the Middle East. Maybe uh Denamo abroad buys the team. I think that's the best situation. Um, so on that note, that brings us to the end of another episode of the Denamo abroad podcast. Uh, Dima, if anyone would want to contact you, how could they do that?
2: Yeah, get in, get in touch with Nia with that. It's
0: 1927 Dima, and Eric. Uh, at Libovich. And if you want to contact the show, you can find us on Twitter at Dynamo Abroad. You can send uh, our DMs are open. And you can also send us an email to the Denamo Abroad podcast at gml.com. Well, from everyone here at Dynamo Abroad, thanks for listening. And we will see you next time.